So today is a little bit different. Today is sort of like an organizing service to give you a clarity about what's about to happen. This is the calm before the storm. We are a church that generally runs with humans in rooms between September and Easter. The biggest, highest attended service we generally have is Easter, followed by the following week, which is the lowest attended service, the week after Easter. For some reason, people uh, get enough of God uh, during the school calendar year, and then they don't show up for the summer. So I'm giving you, many of you have been here and been here a while, I'm giving you a heads up of what we expect to do and what we expect to aim at, because we believe that God's given us a vision for the future, a vision for my life, for your life, and a vision for some of the people you have yet to meet. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, in the beginning, um, when the great MCs who had all kinds of accurate information for us uh, got up here, uh, they said something. They said, we are here to do three things. Does anyone know what those three things were? Encounter God, discover community. Do you know it? What is the third one? Love the world. Good job. Good job. Cool. We're going to give you breakfast on the 25th. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and those three things, well, how do, you, why do we come to those things? How do we come to that conclusion to do those things, to aim our church at those things? We came to that conclusion because we believe that God has touched our lives, that we have been touched by his grace and by his love and by his mercy. And so, as we draw close to him, we've learned that part of what we do is help others to encounter the living God. We help others become a word we call disciples. We help others become disciples, followers of Jesus. And what we do on this Sunday, what I do up front, and what we do during the week, this is a long ancient tradition that's been happening for thousands of years where the people of God gather and we work with each other to help make disciples, to follow Jesus in the way Jesus has invited us to follow him as a sign that his kingdom is coming around the world. And we get a picture of this in the final sentences that Jesus laid out for us. He's talking to his disciples right before he ascends into heaven. By the way, I would have loved to see that miracle where he's like, goodbye, everybody. And he's like, "Woo!" And he goes, I, that's how I imagine it. That would have been pretty sweet. I mean, I don't know. That would have been pretty cool. Anyway, so I would like to see that one. And this is one of the final things he says. He says this, and this is, can be found in Matthew's account. And Matthew wrote down what he thought he saw, uh, or what he heard Jesus say, and he gathered eyewitnesses. And this is one of the last things that Jesus says. It says, Jesus came to the, him and them and said, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You are here today because Jesus spoke to these disciples and he said, go make disciples. And they went and made disciples, and they went and made disciples, and then they went and made disciples, and so on. And you are a part of that tradition. You are a part of that history. You are a part of that legacy where the people of God reach to new people who are looking for God and help them discover God. You are a part of that. We are a part of a tradition and an ancient wisdom that's been around forever. And you get to be a part of that too. And part of what this church does 
is we help you and you help each other to become disciples of Jesus, to grow in your walk with God, to grow in the way you relate to others, that you become less of the bad person that you could be and become more of the Christ-like person that you can be. And when we read something like this, we read, go make disciples. For some people, like me, there's just something in your spine when you want to see people come to know Jesus. Now, I've been leading this church for four years. I've been in ministry for 20 years uh, or longer, and I've been around churches for my whole life, which is uh, 22 years old. I'll be 23 soon. And I've been around churches. And when you get done preaching sometimes, and you know, we've had bigger audiences and smaller audiences, and we've had community groups and things like this. Sometimes you get done and someone like corners you, they angle it, they meet you and they're like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And they say things like, you need to make uh, the worship 10 minutes longer, or you need to add an hour of worship at the end. We want a two hour service, like that one church, uh, just full of worship. And you go, okay, thank you. And you go a few more feet and someone will go, hey, you really need to focus on the word. You need to get deeper into the word. You only use very a few amount of verses when you preach. And you're like, okay, thank you very much. You go a little further and you go, someone will say to you, hey, listen, you know, you believe the Bible, but you don't do anything. And I don't, I haven't joined up with anything that you're doing in the community, or I, I, don't, I think you should do more in the community. Okay. And so there's going to be an endless amount of what I'm saying is there's an endless amount of opinions about what churches should do and should be. But one of the things we want to do are all those things that I mentioned. We want to care about those things. But one of the things that should be in our spine is the idea where we see people move from darkness to light. Someone that does not know that God exists or someone that's struggling with the existence and the relationship with God and suddenly the lights go on and they fall in love and recognize that God is real and he loves them and have, they can experience the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus talks about when he's on the roof with a man named Nicodemus. He says, you must be born again. There's something that goes off in our brain where we discover that we've been born anew by God's Spirit. Not something that we do, but something that God does in us. Something that God says, look, I'm revealing myself to you, and you are, you are my child. And so um, that should be part of what we do. There should be something in our spine where we welcome people into life with Jesus. And that's what this verse means when it talks about uh, sharing our life with Jesus, and, uh, and it talks about making disciples. Also, I want you to see here that this is not about conversion. This is not about just someone crossing the line and praying the prayer. What we see in these verses is that Jesus is inviting us to help make disciples of people uh, and, and, and to walk it out in their, in their walk with God. And I know, I know some of you have been taking it on the chin, being Christians in the city. It's very hard. But God desires people around you to come to faith to experience him, and to have a new life. Here's the important question, though. How are we going to do this? Does someone else hear beeping? Can someone handle the beeping? I think that a fire alarm is about to go off again. Can someone help handle that? All right, thank you. Does anyone else hear it? There's beeping. All right, cool. Thank you. All right, thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, first it'll be the beeping, and it'll be a fire alarm. Do you guys hear it now? All right, there's beeping, Tara, in the back. In, uh, on that alarm, that alarm is about to go off. All right, we'll edit this part out. Uh, <laughs> um, so how are we going to do this? 
There is a problem uh, with, uh, like, like this. There's so many examples through church history of people doing this wrong, of people doing this in a way that has hurt other people. There is a way to lead people into a growing relationship with God that's good, but then there's also a way that's damaging. I mean, has anyone ever heard of the Crusades? This was a forceful way of leading people, hey, you know, you need to be in relationship with Jesus or we're going to kill you. And we don't want that. And so uh, what I want to do is show you how we plan on doing this. And before I show this, so here's the plan on that. So in John chapter 5, Jesus is talking to his disciples and you get a really interesting picture. It says, so because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, my father is always at his work to this very day and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with Jesus. And then this is the verse I want you to catch in verse 19. It says, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do, he can, he can do only what he sees the father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows himself all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. This is important. When we get the vision of helping people into life with Jesus, experiencing the power of Jesus, we just don't run off and decide to do it any way we want. There's a relationship there. And Jesus had that relationship where he would only do what he saw the Father doing. He didn't just run off and do whatever he wanted. Can you imagine that? You're the son of God, and you would think, okay, I've got a big plan for the day. But he said, he kind of laid out that he had a dependence on the Father. He only did what the Father was doing. And so as a church... As you think about how we're going to lead people in a growing relationship with Jesus, how you yourself are going to grow, you don't just get to decide and do whatever. Our vision isn't to anxiously run around and to do a bunch of stuff on Jesus' behalf. Our vision is that we would be in dialogue with the Father, that we would learn to pay attention in the ways that he's working. Did you know that God is working around you. He's working in the people at your work. Yes, even that person, that difficult human, he's working in that person. He's working in your parents, if your parents are still in the picture. He's working with your coworkers. He's working in other people in the room. And Jesus has, does not demand that you figure things out uh, in, for their lives. What he demands is that we follow him and we pay attention and learn what he's already up to in, uh, in, in the lives of other people. It's so much better when we're learning to pay attention to what God's doing in other people instead of making it up ourselves. Do you, do you understand? Do you follow what I'm getting at here? It's we're riding momentum of what God's already doing in other people. The other day, um, Maren, I didn't know you were going to be here, but I have to tell the story because it's in my notes. So... Uh, the other day, we're, uh, we recently started a YouTube channel for, uh, Marin wanted to start a YouTube channel. Uh, we have nothing posted, but we'll let you know. Um, you know, smash that subscribe button. 
and uh, it's going to be really fun. We're going to do a bunch of family things. It's going to be a lot of fun. And one of the things, we shot a video with our GoPro. We went surfing. And Marin is a growing, healthy, good surfer. And surfing with Marin is awesome because one of the things she's at in her surfing career uh, is that she's learning, she's learning to ride the waves. No kidding, that's what surfing is. But she's learning to pay attention to how the waves are breaking. She's getting better at paddling and positioning herself. And I just thought, man, that is a powerful illustration for the Christian walk. And it's a powerful illustration of what Jesus is talking about when it comes to paying attention to what the Father is doing. We ride the wave of what God is already doing in other people's lives. We don't have to push it. We don't have to take a wave and move it with our hand because it doesn't work. But God is already at work. He's calling people to himself. He's freeing them from addictions. He's freeing them from pain from the past. And all we have to do is ride that wave of what God is doing. And that's what you're encouraging. That is the how of what, how we're going to get there, if that makes sense. Does that make sense to you guys? Great. Third thing, and then I want to show you some plans. In John chapter 15, Jesus is also saying this. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If, uh, if you remain in me, we're about to have an alarm go off, everybody. Can you get a hold of uh, Kenny? Thank you. Uh, if you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now this is important because Jesus is saying that we need to be connected to him. Our connection to him is key. Connection in the relationship with God is key. And this is how you are going to produce good fruit in your life. Good fruit isn't going to be produced by you coming around and going, oh, I'm going to produce good fruit. Good fruit in your life is the byproduct of your connectedness to Jesus. And so as you choose to be in relationship with Jesus, as you prioritize your relationship with God this fall, you will automatically produce good fruit. You will automatically help make disciples, leading them in the ways of Jesus. Automatically, you will be perfectly positioned to help others who are in need. Are we clear on that? Good. So let's talk about where we're headed as a church this fall. Uh, our church model is something called foyer, living room, kitchen table. Now, originally when we set out to uh, launch this church, uh, we thought we were just going to meet in homes across the city, you know, like the ancient Christians did. And what we found is, is that everyone who wanted to explore who Jesus was or understand God uh, said, well, that sounds like a cult. I won't come to that. And so we said, well, we're not a cult. And so what we decided to do was like we had the most missional thing that we could do was to help people by launching a Sunday service. And that would be something we call the foyer. People come in here, they hear the word of God, they meet other people, and that's how it begins. The second step of that is the living room, where it's a little bit more intimate. It's not like the entrance of the house. It's a little bit more intimate. You get to know other people, you share common interests. We have environments that are living room oriented, which are like our welcome to church lunch 
It's our, our parties uh, that people, we invite people to. It's uh, next steps, which is how you can get involved in the church. These are the places where people can find out about other things that are happening in the church, how to be in relationship with other people, how to get involved, how to serve, and how to make this your church home. And then we have the kitchen table. This is where people break bread together. It's the most intimate of the locations and all the things. And so that would be our community groups. That would be our accountability groups. That would be our men's groups and our women's groups. And so what we do at this church and what we're preparing for as people start returning to church in the next few weeks in September is that they're first going to come into this room and they're going to ask, God, are you here? And they're also going to ask, do I fit in with these people? And all you need to do is refer back to John 15. Remain in him and his words will remain in you and you will bear much fruit. That's all we're asking you to do. And part of that will be when you see someone that doesn't look like they know what they're doing, you're going to say hello to them. And you're going to go, hello, I am normal. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, churches are notoriously not normal. And, all, and it turns out the most friendly people to visitors are the weirdest people at the church. And they're like, hello, is this your first time? And, and like what we need is the majority of you to, to be who you are. And to be who you are because Jesus was that for you. And someone else in the Christian community was that for you. Just do it. I'm going to do it. We're all going to do it. We're going to go, hi, how are you? And if you don't know what to say to people, follow Ford. F-O-R-D. Ask them about their family. Occupation, recreation, dream. Before you know it, 15 minutes will have flown by. That's a great way to be normal. Okay, so that's what we're doing. And so we're going to move people from this room to help them get involved. And eventually they'll be in some of these community groups with us. But that's, that's the way we do it. That's the way we help people connect at this church. So with that being said, here's our September schedule. Today is Vision Sunday. Uh, September 11th, we'll be preparing for Jesus. We're going to do something around John the Baptist where he says, uh, I must become lesser and he must become greater. We might actually repeat some of these lessons a little bit this week, but really I want us to be preparing this week and next week to receive visitors and be excited for everyone uh, at the church. And we're going to kind of get into our fall schedule. Then on September 18th, this is the Welcome Back to Church Sunday. Uh, this is a Sunday where I think we're sending out like something like 17,000 postcards and we're running, uh, we're inviting a lot of people and all kinds of things. And uh, on September 25th, that's the start of our big dreams, big vision. Uh, we're going to do community. We're going to be talking about the community. So the first week is like a big, and so let me tell you a little bit about September uh, 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 18th. This is a key Sunday when we're inviting people to come back to church because that's, and, and the reason is not just for attendance. The reason is, is that we want people connecting with other people, walking in their relationship with others, growing in their relationship with God, and you can't do the Christian life alone. It's just impossible. A lot of people think me and Jesus, but it's not possible. So what we want to do is create an environment where you are comfortable bringing your friends. I'm comfortable bringing my friends. It would be a it would be a contract like please be normal. I'm bringing friends, and like and, and I'll, I'll do that to you. I'll be like hey, all right. So you know we'll bring people. It'll be like that. But that's our big welcome back. That's our big kind of fall thing. We're doing that on September 18th. We're making a lot of effort in promotion. 
I'll be teaching on Luke chapter 4, where Jesus talks about freedom for uh, prisoners, sight for the blind, and I'm going to connect it to my personal testimony about what Jesus did in my family and changed my family's life. So it's going to be really exciting. And here's how I'm asking you to help for that Sunday. I'm asking you to uh, make a plan to bring three or four people. Let's fill the room out with people and let's see who wants to encounter the living God with us. And then also help with the welcome team. We're going to, and whether you're on our welcome team or not on our welcome team, it doesn't matter. You're all dubbed, uh, you're all christened to be on the welcome team. If you see someone who doesn't look like they know what they're doing, say hello. Hey, how can I help you? Is this your first time here? Tell me, and then don't jump in right into your family. Tell me about your family. But like, just like, you know, ease into it. So where do you work? What do you do for fun? Cool. What's your dream? You are weird. Don't do that. Just ease into it. But like, if you see something, say something. Um, you know, okay. That's, isn't that for terrorism on subways? And, and yeah, cool. Uh, and it's, they're using, if you see something, say something is used in two ways. Pack City, welcome back to Church Sunday, and terrorism. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's only funny for some. You know, when you're up here, um, you have, there's three reactions. Some people laugh, some people look at their phones in embarrassment, and some people don't break eye contact, and they're like, you did this to me. I got up for this. All right, cool. So let's move on. September 25th, uh, we have uh, a challenge that Sunday, and the challenge is this. This entire room will be full of books for a book fair, and they said, if you touch those books, we will throw you out of this building. We're like, whoa, okay. And we don't want to fight with the PTA. Fighting with the PTA north of Montana is not a scene. Uh, you know, you have all these mansions and people who think they're powerful and spouses that think they're equally as powerful. And we're not going to fight the PTA. What we're going to do is just meet in that field and we're going to pivot and we're going to do old school like last year when we had to meet outdoors because of uh, this, whatever's been happening in the past couple of years with the pandemic. Am I saying with, with the panty? Yeah, so with the panty, uh, we we're meeting outdoors so we could have fresh air. And we're going to go back outside and we're going to have sound reinforcement and we're going to make it a big Sunday. And then we're going to throw a, a party afterwards with lots of uh, food and fun activities. So we're just going to do that for one Sunday. Then we're back in the building. So that's September the 25th. And also on this week, we're going to be launching our community groups, lots of community groups, uh, hundreds if not five community groups uh, will be launched on that Sunday uh, and that'll be the big focus. And so here's how you can help, show up, help your friends get connected to a community group and, a very, uh, special, and, and very special people uh, uh, who might know how to help Tara who will be organizing and overseeing some of the special things including burritos probably from Bagel Nash. Oh, if you had the burritos from Bagel Nash, oh, they are good enough. And we also might get a griddle for pancakes, which, you know, all our fingers in the batter, it's going to be great. So we'll see if that works out. All right. So that's kind of uh, what's happening in September. Um, let me just review something about Pack City Sundays. Uh, Pack City Sundays, uh, we will meet on Sundays. If you are in town, uh, we're inviting you to make this a priority. Uh, it's good for your relationship with God. It's good for the health of the church. Show up on Sundays and show up before 10 a.m. 
be here on time, just like every other visitor who has come. You know, so for a while there, it was just me and all the new visitors in the room and all the, all the people who are regulars come at like 15 after. We can't do that with our visitors. So what we're inviting you to do is show up on time because it helps our visitors to feel comfortable. And it's good for us to prepare our hearts and open our lives up for worship. So Sundays, 10 a.m., some of the things that we'll be doing Sundays after the service, uh, every first week of the month, we'll be welcome to church lunch. This is for newer people who are trying to figure out, do I know what this church is? Do I know what they believe? Where are they headed? Do I fit in here? Uh, and so as you find and meet people on the first week of the month who are here, invite them to go, hey, can I walk you over to come check out our Welcome to Church lunch? It's a go is a good time. Uh, and we, have, we usually order Chipotle. And I mean, I just scoop that meat on. Okay, so there's that. The week number two of each month will be Next Steps. And that is uh, Second Sundays. And basically, this is a way to learn about the different opportunities to serve in the church, help people get involved in the church, help people meet other people in the church, help people get involved in community groups, okay? And so, um, and you know, showing up is not just for you, uh, but there's others who are looking for what you have. And us being together on Sundays is a sign of God's kingdom, that we're willing to make a sacrifice because we believe that Jesus is alive. And it just feels good when we're all in the room together as friends. Uh, a little bit about Pack City community. Uh, circles are better than rows. You're sitting here staring at me. You're not learning that much. That's sad. <laughs> you're not learning that much, but you're learning a little bit. But when we sit in circles, when we build relationship with people, when we share our thoughts, that is the way that we actually grow in our walk with Jesus. And um, we have a few groups that are starting. Patrick and Kate are going to be leading a group in probably closer to West LA now, now that Kate has bought a condo in West Los Angeles. It's amazing. It's, um, it's uh, I hear it's amazing. Is it amazing? Yeah, yeah. We haven't been invited over. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I, okay. I have not been invited over. I'm not on the list. Cool. Maybe it's because I do stuff like this. All right, cool. <laughs> cool. So they're starting one. Uh, additionally, Kate's double duty. She is leading a women's book club with Nikki, Nikki Meekins right here. Uh, that's going to be really exciting. Uh, and uh, that'll be launching the last week of September, probably, or the following week. Um, and uh, I'm going to be doing a men's group where we're going to be kind of unraveling and discovering what it means to be a man uh, and a Christian in the modern world. Uh, we don't really have a strong name for it, so we've been calling it Man City. And, uh, I mean, we, had, we, had, we met on Thursday, and it, it got heated for about three minutes, and I had to cool it down. Uh, but, there, but there was like a lot of, it was good. It was like we were like pressing in and encouraging and praying for each other. And I think that that was... Uh, I think that's going to be a really good thing. We're also going to be moving towards an inductive Bible study led by me, uh, which means for those, there's just a certain percentage of us that really want to go deeper into God's word. They don't want a book club. They don't want to pray for each other, but they kind of do, uh, but they don't. And so what we're going to do there is I, I, just want to, I just want to gather the people that really want to study the Bible in a deep way, and we'll do that together. And then uh, lastly, one of the offerings we'll be having this uh, fall is something called, uh, it's called Chris and What is Evangelism? Um, uh, that's me leading it. We've done this before. It's a four-week study on what does it mean to share our faith and life with Jesus. It's very good, very powerful, and it leads us to action in the world. And so you should, um, 
you should check that out. So when it comes to community, this is important for you to hear. You may not like this. You are responsible for your own spiritual growth. I can help you. The leadership can help you. The people that lead the groups can help you. But you are responsible to position yourself to grow spiritually. We are going to help you, but you are responsible. And it's important for you to step in and get involved in one of these groups if you really want to grow this fall. Uh, Pack City Social, we um, have a number of events coming up, and we do it a little differently here. We think it's important to throw really great parties, and we think it's important to throw those parties organically and throw those parties in a way where they're not publicized like a church party. Why is that? I don't know. Ever want to go to a church party? I don't. But I do want to go to people in the church who throw good parties. You see the difference? So, like, we we're not going to publicize here. We got to go here and show up at this time for this party. But there will be some really good things happening where people are gathering this fall. You need to pay attention to those things, and you can throw those things. Uh, I was talking the other day to Lupita. Do you mind if I mention this? Lupita is organizing some football Thursdays because she loves football. And is uh, are you in, are you in, and Marie's involved too? It was her idea. Great idea. I heard that they're going to organize Thursday footballs. I'm like, I'm in. I might have to bring Man City, but we'll figure it out. Or, Thursday, or, or Sunday night football games. Or we could just go to a Rams game. Can we all do that? Yeah, I know. You, uh, Pat, Patrick's, are you in for that? Or is that just a well? Uh, no, you're going to have to. We'll get cheap seats. All right, cool. <laughs> or we'll get the best seats. You can be front row uh, at a Rams game. Uh, regular season, front row, VIP, uh, row one, section one, uh, six grand a ticket. So we'll go for less than that. Uh, so anyway, we have, so we have good events there. And then also, um, wherever is, if Jess is here, Jess is planning to do some uh, events, uh, just organizing some people, doing some things. And so be paying attention to those. So the reason we don't want to kind of just publicize, we want to organically get to know each other. Uh, and spend time together. Uh, Pack City Impact, just a little bit about that. Um, we're going to be working with Harvest Home. Uh, we're going to be taking advantage of some of their opportunities. They help women who are going through very difficult pregnancies and who are uh, without, they're unhoused people that are pregnant. And so what we do is we're going to step in and help and serve in that way. So there's going to be a few opportunities that are going to be rolled out. Um, we're currently, I'm just going to be honest with you, we are currently auditioning other candidates uh, for uh, different things that we can have impact in the city. So if you want to bombard me and let me know what you think we should do, uh, we are currently auditioning them because there's a lot of organizations that we could partner with that are really great and we want to continue to have that impact and um, be involved. Currently I'm processing how can I personally get involved in housing issues in Los Angeles. We have a housing issue. We have a housing crisis here. Uh, there's not enough houses, there's not enough apartments, uh, and there's a lot of challenges and reasons, environmental, old understanding of environmental issues about why we don't build more housing, and it really hurts the poor. Uh, and we live in Santa Monica, and we think that Santa Monica and their housing issues have a, are almost like a keystone variable and have an impact on the rest of Los Angeles. And so for where I'm at, I'm concerned about housing issues. It's something I'm pressing into a little bit. But we are currently auditioning new, new partners that we can take on. Harvest Home is one of them, and we might be looking at a few others.
Uh, this is it, and then we're going to let you guys go. Uh, the the big dreams, big vision teaching schedule. We have uh, here's our graphic. It says big dreams, and then right below it says big vision. Uh, this is a series about the vision that God gives us and wants us to have for His community. Um, September 18th is Encounter God, Discover Community, uh, Love the World, uh, and then uh, October 9th is uh, will be a Pack City social focus. Uh, probably a little bit about the art of neighboring. Uh, Pack City Women Focus on October 16th, featuring Dr. Kate Peeper. Uh, and uh, then we're Pack City Family Focus and the conclusion, Dream and Vision Blockers. What we're doing there at the Dream and Vision Blockers is there's a lot of things that can keep us from achieving the vision that God's given us. They can block us. There's things that we, we want to address those head on. In uh, November, we will be doing a Be Rich teaching series. Uh, be Rich, Give, Serve, and Love. And uh, uh, November 6th is How to Be Rich with Your Finances. That God gives us clear instructions on how to conduct our finances. And then on October, uh, November 13th is uh, How to Be Rich in Love and Good Deeds. Followed by How to Be Grateful. This is our Thanksgiving uh, week. And then uh, the 27th will be a post-Thanksgiving teaching. It'll be kind of like a free-for-all. We don't really have anything. Like, it's in-between series. Okay. Um, you, know, you know those weeks. You're like, what are we going to do? No, this is just one of those weeks. And uh, I'm being honest about that. And then in Christmas, we have our Christmas teaching schedule. This is the, our Advent series. Uh, Advent, light in the darkness. Why? Because Jesus came to earth. He was light in the darkness. And so we'll talk about the power of Christmas, the thrill of hope, preparing for Christmas. And then we're not doing services on the 25th and no service on January 1st. Most of you travel home to see family and um, we just don't do it. So, and we usually take off uh, the one between Christmas and New Year's, and, but it just so happens that New Year's Day uh, is the first. So no service those two weekends. This is where we're headed. This is what you're invited to be a part of. I'm going to do my best to lead the charge and uh, we're going to, but I want us to work on it together. So over the next couple of weeks, you're going to start to see new people come into the church. I'm just asking you to pay attention to your own relationship with God. So by the time you run into them, you go, hey, how are you? Welcome. And then you can help them into the community. But really what's most important is us building this community together, that we encourage each other, that we learn from each other, that we can be accountable to one another. Um, and so um, I just thought I owed it to you guys to share where we're headed this fall. Are we all on board? Uh, if you're not, give a thumbs down. All right, cool. So cool. We have 100% buy-in. All right, that's awesome. Great. So, well, that's all for today. Um, why don't we all stand?